Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson, and I've got my great, wonderful host here, Mr. Eli Libby. And today, we are very lucky uh, to have such a great guest today. But before we get started, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Altitude Everything Latte. They're the ones that are uh, fueling us. Oh, we got yeah. some CBD in here, some oat milk, some superfood. So we're going to crack this bad boy open. If you haven't yet quite gotten it, oh, my caps. <laughs> Well, I'm out of that one. Uh, if you haven't yet, go to altitudebev.com if you can't get it locally and make sure to order some. So we're going to run that intro video. That's perfect. That was awesome. And then you want to do this rose one since it's still a habit? Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I got it, I got it. Yeah. Okay, ready. What's going on? Welcome to the Biz Pros Podcast. My name's Kyle Nelson. I've got my great co-host and good friend here, Mr. Eli Lynn. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. It's such a beautiful episode, man. Today, man. Absolutely. We're really wait. excited for this episode. We've got a great yep. Absolutely. Number two, clear, simple Why? images. Amazon seller. The first thing that I follow about in this article is really looking for that initial question. You need to be thinking about product photography and video production. All righty, everybody. Well, today we have a very exciting guest, as we mentioned, Kunal Chopra. He is the CEO of Caspian. He's an ex-Amazon, ex-Microsoft, ex-Groupon executive. So we are very excited to have him here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle and Eli. How are you? Oh, we're doing very great. Good. Very good. Doing awesome. Thanks for being here. Excited to chat with you a little bit more about your background and then kind of what you're seeing coming into 2022. Absolutely. Looking forward to having this conversation. Yeah. Awesome. Well, as we kick off, tell the audience a little bit more about you, tell them about your background and kind of where you got to be where you are today and some of these different milestones that you've had in your career. Oh, absolutely. You know, I grew up in Mumbai, India, was a geek by heart, got my <laughs> degree in computer engineering, wanted to study further. So applied to a number of universities in the United States, got accepted to Clemson got my master's in computer science from there, was fortunate enough to get recruited into Microsoft at that time. So spent six years as a software engineer nice. at Microsoft, decided that I wanted to learn more about business and building tech focused businesses. So mm -hmm. got my MBA from the University of Chicago's Boot School of Business and then transitioned into a career in business. Was wow. the director of product at Groupon, then became the chief operating officer for a venture backed startup in Seattle was the general manager at Amazon, general manager at Microsoft, and that, that led me to a role at Caspian, where I'm the chief executive officer today. So yeah, really uh, at the intersection of tech, product, business, that's who I am. Amazing. So you have really seen e-commerce evolve to what it is today. And it sounds like you've been a great you know, mover and shaker in that industry. I don't know about mover and shaker, yeah, but I've certainly seen the evolution over time, you know, from the early stages of when I was getting into computer science as a whole right. and when the dot-com boom was happening mm -hmm. at the time to the evolution into platforms and marketplaces and, and Amazon taking over the world and, and some mm -hmm. of that. So, yeah, I've certainly seen an evolution of the space. <laughs> you, you mentioned uh, Amazon taking over the world. Expand a little bit more on that. I'm, I'm always curious when people say that because it is the truth. Um, when you were there, did you see that? Did you, did you kind of see that coming? 
I don't know if it was a prediction that we had around, you know, we would be taking over the world. I don't think that was the ever the vision that yeah. I, I think it the focus of Amazon, and that's why I love the company, you know, for, for many years, has just been always like, let's focus on the customer. Let's do our best for the customer. And over time, by just keeping that focus, it has evolved into, into what right. it is today. And and I think it, again, is just a testament to companies focusing more on the consumer, building products and solutions for them. You know, of course, not ignoring the competition, but, you know, just yeah. keeping them in mind, but not focusing on competing, focusing on serving your brand and your customers. And I think that's what the company has done over years. And that's mm -hmm. what's led them to where they are today, in my opinion. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So t tell us a little bit more about Caspian. What does it do? Yeah. What does your day-to-day -day look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at Caspian, our mission is to accelerate the growth of brands on today's leading online marketplaces, such as Amazon, Walmart, eBay, Target, among others. And we provide a complete platform of software, tech-enabled services, multiple business models, pretty much a one-stop shop for everything marketplace growth as part of our value proposition to brands. So we work as a retailer with brands where we can acquire inventory from you and then sell you on different marketplaces, make money on the margin, or we can serve as your agency by providing you with enablement services, or we provide you with access to our software. We have commercialized pieces of that, as well as we've incubated our own portfolio of brands as well. So across the entire spectrum of what it takes to build a marketplace business across multiple business models, we serve brands across that entire spectrum. That's really our value proposition. We've been in this space for many, many years. One of the first few sellers on the platform that transitioned mm -hmm. into becoming more omni-channel, more one-stop shop, more multi-marketplace over time. That is amazing. Wow. It just seems like kind of the stepping stones that you took with Microsoft and Amazon all kind of led to this, this company, Caspian, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, we truly, we've taken a tech-first approach towards even when we were, when we initially started off Caspian many, many years ago, when the mm -hmm. original founder started the company, we, uh, he took a tech first approach, like built all the tools in house, you know, collected data from Amazon, from other websites, used that to set our inventory management strategy, uh, built our internal advertisement platform. So it was a tech first company on day one. What we have done is we have just continued, we've continuously enhanced that technology. We've positioned all the tech in house into more of a platform. And, um, you know, that's how we are operating today as a platform company. Got it. You know, just uh, hearing kind of what you guys do and your value props, I'm, I'm really curious. You know, we've seen this emergence, especially in the last year with a yeah. lot of money being dumped into aggregators. It's kind of like this really big thing in the industry that everyone's mm -hmm. talking about. Um, are you guys part of that? Are you a part of your service as an aggregator? Uh, or are you guys kind of different yourself by buying inventory, starting your own brands? And right. I mean, we have a value proposition as part of the omni-channel or the, the, the complete one-stop shop where we can acquire your brand mm -hmm. as well. And, you know, we have access to the capital to do so. But that is not our core strategy. Our sure. core strategy okay. is really we will partner with the brand and figure out, you know, what's the best model to make you successful. If that model means let's right. acquire your brand and take it completely in-house, then we will do that. But by and large, the most of our volume comes to either that core agency business or that retail business where we acquire the inventory. But yes, you're absolutely right. There's tons and tons of capital being deployed into the aggregator space. I think the business model makes sense in my point of view. 
What I think is that there are going to be two categories, in my opinion, of these aggregators. There's right. ones that are focusing on operations because it's not easy to build an Amazon business or mm -hmm. a marketplace business as a whole. It right. takes a lot of expertise, operational expertise. You need to understand supply chain. You need to be able to understand, yeah. you know, advertisement, brand, brand building, and everything else in the middle. And you know, not everyone mm -hmm. can do that. So a lot of these a lot of aggregators are coming in with the more financial lens, which is let's go. Maybe it's an arbitrage-like opportunity. I don't know if those folks are really going to survive. I think the ones mm -hmm. that are going to survive and the ones that are going to thrive in the future are the ones who are investing in the operational expertise of what it takes to run a core marketplace business at scale. If they can do it right, I think there's a, there's a big business here to be made. 100%. I couldn't agree more. What are your thoughts on uh, people trying to enter the market when these aggregators are purchasing all these larger companies uh, or brands and then dumping their resources, their secret sauces and their uh, marketing capital into it? How are some of these smaller brands you know, supposed to emerge? Is it partnering with companies like yours or other agencies, hiring in-house? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's the best way out uh, in, in some view is understand whether you have the capabilities to be able to drive a right. successful Amazon and or marketplace business. And what does that success really mean? And if yeah. you don't have the capability, go find that capability elsewhere, right. either by acquiring or, or by partnering with someone like a Caspian or an agent, other agencies or other account management firms like ours. But I think you'll find that a lot of firms like ours and others, there are others out there as well, can do it at scale because we've done it, we've built the capability, we've got the tech, we've got access to the data. And so right. we've got access to a diversified supply chain. We're part of a, the top sellers group at Amazon. So we get access to some of their programs. And, and so being able to just leverage some of that capability that has been built over, over time is just a smart move in my opinion. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I would highly recommend that any brand struggling to do this on their own is to look out for partners like us, like us, or even even acquire that capability if you can. Wow, that's a great insight. Thanks for sharing that. It's really cool. So, as we move into twenty twenty two, we're right around the corner. What are some things that you're seeing in the e commerce industry that are kind of going to be big in twenty twenty two? I kind of I want to preface that a little bit. Mm. As we all know, the past two years. You know, e-commerce was on this trajectory and yeah. it got thrown a whirlwind. And all of a sudden there was just like this massive <laughs> yeah. wave that no one was expecting a tsunami and wiped out a lot, built new companies, built large companies, even larger. Um, so looking at that, you know, looking into 2022, um, what does it look like um, with all this new kind of it's great. trajectory that's been created? It's a great layer in the question. Thank you. I love Thank that. You. Yeah. So... My personal view is that when you think about any marketplace business, right, like an Amazon or Walmart or whatever, there are always two sides to it. There's the demand side and then there's the supply side. And when we think about e-commerce, we tend to always think about the demand side. We always right. think about, well, you know, how do we get traffic? How do we acquire that traffic? What are the different advertisement strategies? How do we build a brand? How do we manage listings? And I think what has come to light over the last couple of years is that you can't ignore the supply chain. Mm -hmm. And that supply chain piece is something that is so critical to run an effective e-commerce business or a marketplace business. And so, and you're seeing that in the industry right now where with, with there's this supply chain bottleneck globally that is causing a lot of constraints to any good e-commerce operation. Yeah. I believe that's going to continue going into next year as well. And that those supply chain issues are going to continue to persist for a period of time. 
and at some level it's becoming the new norm for us as mm -hmm. as an as an industry and so we are going to see some emergence in my view on just innovation on the supply chain side and i think frankly the industry even needs it it needs some strong innovation on the supply chain side which really hasn't existed especially for small businesses for brands who really haven't really thought in terms of how do we real time forecast how do we manage our inventory how do we diversify our supply chain how do we get it to the hands of the customer sooner how do we avoid these bottlenecks that happen at certain ports how do we move our manufacturing into different locations globally how can we solve the last mile problem like all these different issues have come to surface now and the large players are solving it like the amazons the walmarts because they have access to capital the small players don't and so i think we're going to start seeing some of that surface no doubt over the next few years especially as we go into 22 more innovation on the supply chain side which i think is is critical and needed in this industry the um, the other thing that i think came out of covid specifically has just been look we can't put all your eggs in one basket you can't put all your eggs in the amazon basket only because you know amazon can restrict you when it comes to warehouse space you can't just operate your direct to consumer site only and you know you might be constrained there and so you know thinking through more of a diversified strategy across the omni channel spectrum mm -hmm. i think has also come to light and will continue to come to light and the definition of omni channel i believe will change from what i was used to it many years back to what it will be in the future what it used to be was like well you know i'm a brand i'm going to i need to manage multiple channels and that's omni channel now i think the definition is going to be more around there's a customer that is shopping across a journey that touches multiple mm -hmm. channels so you might be searching on google you might actually place the order on the on the website you might go do mm -hmm. some research on amazon you might go to tiktok and view a video of your product and mm -hmm. you might have all these multiple touch points and each touch point is a potential mm -hmm. way to place an order or get an order in for a brand and so being able to leverage the customer journey and think through all the channels that they're crossing and all of them potentially being touch points and sales channels for you is my view the future absolutely so yeah we'll see how that plays out 100% i think you wrapped it up phenomenally with logistics is we're all seeing that that's huge and then omnichannel um we are a product photography and video production company in the e-commerce space We've been talking about omnichannel for this whole year and the importance of it. And you just said it best. Uh, the customer journey and, and the customer behavior and buying cycle is going to continue to evolve. And we're seeing that happen real time and just consistency across the brand and all these different channels. Like you mentioned, a TikTok video, TikTok product right. video needs to be consistent to what they're seeing on Amazon or on Shopify. And I think in 2022, it's going to be one of the biggest things, hands down. Absolutely. People are researching you everywhere, mm -hmm. you know, on all these different channels and being able to create that consistent brand across the board, irrespective of where the order gets placed, right. is really how I see the world evolving. Absolutely. Is there any channels or marketplaces that you see coming in in 2022 that are kind of piquing your interest? So that's kind of interesting because marketplaces, you know, there's obviously the more generalist marketplaces that... Yeah. You have the Amazons of the world. You have Walmart's, uh, you know, Walmart, no doubt. You've got eBay that has, you know, it's been around for a long time. And then you also have now Target, which I think is also, oh, yeah. you know, showing that's a lot of promise on the marketplace side specifically. Mm -hmm. So that's generalist. But I also think there are some niche marketplaces that we're starting yeah. to see prop up, you know, very specific to certain yeah. categories. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably see a little bit of that trend 
in my view as well going forward 22 and beyond is more niche marketplaces that are very category specific you know a, a, a good example is like the chewy.coms of the world right like very yeah. specific to that 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 pet category let's just focus on on giving you the the, the best pet owner experience that we yeah. can with everything a one stop shop for 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 pets and you know more of that coming out i think over time we will start seeing crop up you know stockx is another one around the sneakers and and some yeah. of that and and i think we'll see more of that but i think on the general on the more general side I'll, i think there's certainly potential for walmart there's certainly yeah. potential for for ebay if they can do something and target those are the big ones and you know and but but i think the niche marketplaces are interesting to see yeah I mean, I feel like if you really dial that brand, build the trust, mm -hmm. the nice part about shopping like on a Thrive Market or something is you know right. that all these products have been vetted. And I feel yeah. like the emergence of all these new brands and products on Amazon, people are kind of backing off because they don't know which one to trust and they don't know which one is actually going to be a, a quality product. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I agree. I think all these niche marketplaces, and it's just an awesome place to be able to go and just like only shop for what you're looking for and easily cross compare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, and then your experience is personalized to to right, that yes. to, to to what you're looking for, right? You get reminders mm -hmm. about your pet, or you know, in the in the Chewy case, you know, you can track uh, prescriptions, you can track mm -hmm. everything related to your pet. Like, you know, I love that very personalized experience for my pet in in the Chewy yeah. case, for for example. And and uh, I I think that's where we'll probably see a little bit of that. And you know, and if you to 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 tie it full circle, it comes back to that that customer journey like what is that mm -hmm. journey that the customer is taking how personalized it should be and how do you serve that that customer across that journey absolutely i think individual niche marketplaces is going to be huge and i think we all touched on it but customer experience and customer service on these different channels is huge i know there's some big like out like some um sport different marketplaces like backcountry they do a phenomenal job of their customer service is very educated on the whole spectrum of like adventure sports and they know what to they know what to sell and they know how to talk the talk i think that's going to be huge so i'm excited absolutely absolutely and just that you can't go wrong as a business owner that on focusing on the customer and providing them with the most value that you can and 100%. you know that's actually another trend in at some level you know a lot of people <laughs> even in the amazon ecosystem always thought of amazon as a great arbitrage opportunity Let's go find some products in our in China. Let's go get them, put slap a brand onto it, and and sell it on Amazon. That's not going to work anymore. Yeah, I mean, if you don't nope. know, if you don't start with the customer, you don't understand who your customers. Build a brand for that customer. Build a product offering for that customer. Like that is the only way the world is going to move forward, and frankly, should move forward. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. I think sustainability is one piece in there as well. That customers want to interact and buy from a company that's doing well and that's doing good right. for the environment. I think that's a whole other shift in twenty. I mean, we're already seeing it, but I think twenty twenty two we're going to see that emerge a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more um, products made here, and I think that'll help alleviate some of these supply chain issues. So, yeah, I mean, you make up a you make a good point there because even if you think about keeping the keeping the sustainability mm -hmm. theme in mind and thinking about just even Amazon, right? With the kind of boxes that are being used and right. the return rates on, on, oh, yeah. on in the fashion category, for example, like people will buy a, a 10 size shoe, 11 size shoe, 12 size shoe, <laughs> then they yeah, try it out and return true. it all back. Like, you know, all these return rate problems uh, oh, yeah. that, that exist in the industry are just causing sustainability issues as a whole. 
And yeah. so, you know, there are, I think that's another, you're right, a, a, a trend that we'll have to, it will hopefully improve through more innovation in this space. 100%. Well, awesome. Well, as we wrap things up, we always like to ask our guests, you know, if there's one thing that you hope that um, you could be a message deliverable for, if something that someone takes something away from, from this, what would that be? I think for me, it's just focus on the customer, period. Mm -hmm. You know, the ultimate boss is your customer. Mm. <laughs> There's no one else. No one else is your boss but the customer. Right. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's right. phenomenal. It's a great way to look right. at it. Is, no, no, your boss no. Is your it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. They're the ones creating the supply. No oh. investor. No, no yeah. board member. No employee. Nothing. The customer is your boss at the end of the day. And if you focus on the customer, deliver products, services, value for the customer, there's no stopping you. And so that, that would be my message. So if people wanted to get in contact with you and your company, they, they're looking at some, needing some help, where would that be? You know, caspian.com is the easiest way. Just to get in touch with us there from caspian.com. You can certainly email me directly, kunal at caspian.com as well. I'll forward it, you know, to the appropriate person. But the easiest way to find us, what we do, our value proposition, get in touch with our team is through caspian.com. Awesome. Well, Kunal, thank you so much for being on the BizRoast podcast. That was a great conversation. Loved it. Looking forward to 2022. Really? Same year. Same year. I think it's going to be good. We're going, yes. to, we're going to keep making progress as an industry. Thank you. Awesome. Thank Sounds you, good. Kyle and Eli, for having me. Thank, thank you, you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to BizBros Podcast. BizBros Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, like we say, always go into BizBros on the Googles, type us in, go to where you listen to podcasts, and make sure to subscribe. And we will talk to you on the next BizBros Podcast. See you guys.